Mendy here from the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome, players, to the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. E-Mendy here instead of D-Mendy. You know, the, the next one after. I'm essentially the better host. And we're, gener- we're, we're obviously replacing David at some point. We're the podcast that clinched the number one seed in the playoffs after week 10. I got normal crew here. I got Johnny Foosball. John, how did the Raiders win on that last second Hail Mary? Well, I'll tell you, you can talk about, you know, tanking or bad scheme or anything, but, you know, Henry Rugg still had to beat his man and Derek Carr still had to make an awkward looking throw. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, I didn't really mind it, except for the fact that I had bet the under of that game, and that screwed my uh, parlay. So. I actually lost a fantasy game, not that I cared in comparison to, to real football, but uh, I was playing somebody who had Derek Carr and Daniel Carlson, so he, he got – I lost Ooh. my five, and he got all those points on the last play. <laughs> you know, we're talking about these things, but somebody probably lost a playoff berth from that one play. Somewhere, some league that somebody's doing. For, for I, the I record – you guys can mock the Raiders for that tough win against the Jets, but they've beaten the Browns, they've beaten the Saints, and they've beaten the yeah, Chiefs. Man. So, I mean, hey. Super Bowl champions right there. Play to and, your competition. And yeah, you I'm also heard the next guy play down. who hit his team <laughs> is coming down. <laughs> and, and we're talking with the next guy, his team coming off an impressive dub beating the Pittsburgh Steelers and screwing me over again. Maybe I should just stop betting against your guys' teams. We have the Brad Stradamus, the Washington football team himself. Brad, are you on an all-time high after that win yesterday? No, man. I'm I'm confused. I uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should be rooting for us to like barely win some terrible division when we also had the opportunity to just to just tank and then like get a, a pretty decent pick. So I don't know. Like it's clear that we're not actually a good team, but I think if you can get to the playoffs, you should probably try to get to the playoffs so i don't know i'm kind of in fandom purgatory right now okay brad them and john them and the giants are tied for the division lead i mean do you want them to win the division they're not they're not going to have a top five probably top 10 pick with how they're playing yeah i i don't know i think it's more likely that we need a quarterback for our future than it is that we're going to win the super bowl this year so I'd, I'd probably rather us just keep losing, to be honest. Ah, pessimist Brad. And joining us, we have a guest and a friend. He was on the show last year when we were small, small, small. He is the founder of Front Yard Fantasy. He beat Stefan Diggs in a sit-up contest in high school. <laughs> Me and this guy have been bros <laughs> since middle school, and now we're bros here in the fantasy community. I welcome... John Luke Garofalo, aka JL. What is going on? What is up, guys? I'm happy to be here again. Please don't go back and listen to the last time I was a guest on the show. It was awful. I didn't know what I was doing, but this time it's a whole new me. 
Yeah, none of us knew what we were doing a year ago. We didn't even know what fantasy football was. We've gotten so educated in the past 365 days. But we have a great show planned for today. The fantasy playoffs are finally here! Woo! That's for everyone that's in. If you're Brad and, Brad and John seem totally unamused. Yeah. Well, you guys are also forgetting, you know, some, some leagues do uh, – you know, fantasy last place games. If you don't make the playoffs, see who's in last place. So let's get excited about those. And we will certainly keep the viewers updated on this show. If John has to do the last place punishment in our league, but you can't trade players anymore, but is there that free agent that can help you win it all? We're here to give you who will be the top performers at each of the major positions. After that, we'll go to our question of the week. What superstitions, if any, do you have for the fantasy playoffs? And as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. But first, some news and notes. First little bit of news and notes. Greg Williams is fired as the defensive coordinator of the Jets. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that he had a cover zero blitz on the final play of the game. I read a stat that since 2006, I think there's been 251 plays that have been a similar situation like that, and nobody has sent that coverage. So Greg Williams has had a lot of controversy in his career. He's had Bounty Gate. He rubbed Freddie Kitchens the wrong way in in, um, Cleveland. So my question, and JL, I want to start with you. Do you think that this is the end of his coaching career? I want to say yes. But if I know anything about the NFL is it's like they cannot help themselves. Someone is going to be like, you know what? Let's get Greg Williams back in here. And it's going to, he's going to be back, you know, in a couple years, probably if not next year. Okay. I mean, I, you're right. They they liked using retread names instead of new names. John, do you think his career is done? I mean, it should have been done after bounty gate realistically, but I mean, I think JL summed it up. They just like to recycle the same coaches over and over again, kind of like they do with kickers. It's just the same group of people. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not wrong on that, Brad. I mean, do you think he has any chance or are you kicking the can? I think he'll be back next year. Um, I think the only reason he got fired is because they need a scapegoat, and apparently they're not going to let Adam Gates be a scapegoat. Um, <laughs> I think we're kind of we're kind of playing the result here. Like if he had decided that you know he's going to do this this zero blitz and it actually works and Derek Carr gets rattled and he throws an incompletion or he gets a sack. We're saying it's a great play and wow, the Jets won. This is crazy. Like it's just the result that happened is forcing this action. But I think if it had gone a different way, nobody would be fired today. So people people are talking about Derek Carr was 0 for 6 when being blitzed. uh, Yeah. He's not good under pressure. He can survive like bounty gate then he can survive you know a bad result in the play so obviously the results are bad and that's why we're talking about it on this podcast but i would never agree with the logic behind it because the raiders only had time for one play why not play prevent make them keep the ball in bounds i mean they were like 40 yards deep i think the logic was stupid and david isn't here to say it but he was what we watched the games together and he said you can't convince me they're not tanking i think it would be so houston texans if they brought back or if they brought in Jeff Fisher as head coach and Greg Williams as defensive coordinator. I just don't get why a coach would tank presumably to be fired at the end of an own 16 exactly. season to help it doesn't make sense. 
I don't know. Maybe they told him above. Maybe they said, you lose this game, we got your back, and then they lied. I mean, it <laughs> happens in the NFL all the time. But let I, don't think, I don't think anybody's as talented enough to try to win a whole game just to lose in the last play. Like, if you're going to tank, you're going to take the whole way. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, they're four games away from being 0-16, so we'll find out. Next little bit of news and notes. CMC is back once again. But unfortunately, eight players and additional ones came coming out uh, later today on the Panthers are on the COVID-19 reserve list, including DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. So probably the only fantasy-relevant players that you consider playing are CMC, of course, Robbie Anderson, and maybe Mike Davis if you're shallow at the running back position. So, John, I want to start with you. Losing all these weapons and assuming they don't play Sunday, do you think this hurts – or helps the Panthers pass catchers value. And by pass catchers, I'm including CMC and Mike Davis. I think it, I think it all hurts because the next thing you know, it'll be a Raven situation where they can't practice. They can't do this. I feel like this is like an outbreak that's gone sort of under the radar. I honestly did not know they had this many like people placed. on Yeah. It's interesting. I think because they're not a big name team as like the Ravens and it didn't happen. I mean, the Panthers are most likely eliminated from playoff contention, so I don't think that's why they, you know, the implications for their season. Brad, do you feel a similar way? No, I, yeah, I agreed with John. I, I didn't, I didn't even know this was happening. I feel like every COVID case gets very publicized, so it was interesting for me to like kind of find this out during research. But um, I'll say, in terms of all the people they have out, I think it just you kind of go back to game scripts and when you have a lot of star players out, that means you're going to be behind, which means you're passing more. So I think it's possible that, you know, you see CMC and Mike Davis get bumps in PPR leagues, Robbie Anderson and whoever their backup guys are. So I think it could be great for the passing game. JL, do you uh, have similar sentiments as Brad and John? Yeah, I think what what will be interesting to see is if they ease CMC back in. I think the presumption is that he's going to be, you know, thrown in and, and get the the bulk of the carries like he was getting before uh, he got hurt. And, uh, you know, with Mike Davis proving that he's um, at least somewhat competent, I think that uh, they're going to, you know, it's possible that they ease him back in. And so I'm, I'm excited to look, see what that uh, snap share is like. Yeah, and, it, you know, he's played in three games this season. He's been a stud in all three of them. Um, I do think that he doesn't get that full-time share right away. I actually ding Robbie Anderson. I think uh, opposing defenses will just focus in on him. I could see someone like Ian Thomas maybe having his most fantasy-relevant day. I know for me, he was someone that I thought had some potential going into this year. We'll see. Last little bit of news and notes. Nothing really much to, t- to touch on this, but the Seahawks did lose at home to the Giants. That is an embarrassing loss. I would hate to be a Seahawks fan. <laughs> All right, that I, I needed to get that out. But is that targeted to just John Johnson? You know, whoever else listens to the Seahawks, that was targeted to them as well. But definitely John Johnson. But if you're not John Johnson, do you like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcast. Want to hear more triple play? Great news for you. We have a fantasy baseball and basketball show that you can also check out, available anywhere you get your podcast. If you're enjoying the content and are out of the playoffs, how about giving us a five-star rating and review? You can do that even if you are in the playoffs. Check us out on Twitter and IG, at TripPlayFantasy. Myself and Brad run our social media and provide daily questions, occasionally showing David tweeting for clout. 
and our weekly episode drops. You know that feeling when you get a bye in the first round of the playoffs in a six-team league? That's Earth. When six teams make the playoffs, that's what we want to be. We want to keep you entertained, but it starts with you. Thank you, the loyal player, for your listens each and every week. Fellas, the fantasy football playoffs are here. The next three to four weeks will determine cash winnings, bragging rights, legacies, and even punishment, John. Throw the regular season out the window. You have to go 1-0 and each week. We're here to break down our top QB, top running back, and wide receiver for the playoffs. We're also going to give you a free agent who's loaned, who is owned in less than 50% of leagues. That could be a league winner. And to finish it out, we're going to give you a bold, bold, bold prediction. So... We are going to start off with the QB position, and I want to start with JL as he is our guest. JL, who do you think is going to be the fantasy stud for the QB position in the playoffs? We've seen a lot this year. Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen. Is it going to be one of them, or is it going to be somebody new? Yeah, I think uh, I think Mahomes is going to is going to go off. I think I think he is. Is this some? This isn't someone who necessarily is uh, streamable, right? This is just who we. Yeah, no, just just putting it on the record of who you think is going to go off weeks fourteen to sixteen. Yeah, I like I like his schedule, especially in week sixteen. He's got the Falcons, and so it's going to be nice if you end up in your fantasy championship with Mahomes at the helm against a uh, struggling Atlanta secondary. Struggling might be a compliment to them. John, I know that uh, you're a divisional rival. Are you riding with Patty Mahomes as your QB1? I mean, if you're into gimmicks or something, but, uh, you know, if you're into traditional hard-fought touchdowns, I know this is sort of counterintuitive, but uh, Russell Wilson has really had a down period, but I think that almost bodes better for him in the playoffs. I'm almost scared if my players are doing too well because then I just know they're going to crap themselves once the games actually matter. So if they're doing not that great, then they'll turn it on in the playoffs. And, I mean, he's going to regress to possibly what he was back at the beginning of the season because people forget, you know, he was the runaway number one guy for the first, uh, you know, weeks of the season. So I think it'll be more of a return to form for him uh, than a continuance of the, the bad games. John, I don't know it feels that way. Of like, wow, my players are doing really well. That means they're going to put up a dud week. I'm glad. Yeah, like, oh, oh, uh, Josh Allen got four touchdowns the week before my dog bowl, as we call it. Uh, That means he's going to do bad next week. (laughs) Let's certainly hope not. Uh, Brad, I mean, are you riding with Mahomes or Wilson? Are you going outside the box? You going Kyler, your QB1 to begin the year? I love Kyler, um, but. I'd say for the next few weeks, somebody that's really stuck out to me is probably Deshaun Watson. Um, I think it's really interesting how he he keeps having receivers go down. Uh, it looks like Brandon Cooks might be out for a little bit. I'm not sure. i got to check back in on that. Um, Will Fuller just got busted for PEDs. Uh, David Johnson's back. I feel like, just to kind of use a, a fantasy basketball term, I think his usage rate is really going to go up. Like he's kind of their best player. He's the guy that he's responsible for all their scoring. You know, he's always a guy that has, you know, one of the higher sack totals in the league because he holds on to the ball so long because he can do magic sometimes. And, you know, when, with those guys that can do magic when they're backed against the wall, he's, he's a guy I like to, to count on. So I think he might have an interesting 
you know, top top five kind of QB scoring over the next few weeks. Yeah. Hell yeah, Brad. Hell yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> J- JL Clemson fan always loves hearing some Deshaun Watson praise. Uh, yeah, and, I love the D-Watt love. And, and to be honest, I think that's a good pick. I think everybody looks at his receivers going down and kind of usage rate, I, I'm thinking of his, he's probably going to run more if he doesn't have these people to mm-hmm. run to. And especially mm-hmm. if they're falling behind games. I mean, garbage time points are as good as first quarter points. So I think that I could definitely see him throwing a lot and rushing a lot as well. For me, and I hate doing it, and I'm glad that David's not here, but it's Patrick Mahomes. He has 20 points in every single fantasy game besides two. And ironically, they were both against the Broncos, so he doesn't have to face them. I know weeks 14 and weeks 15, he plays at Miami and at New Orleans. But I'm looking at what he did at Baltimore this year. 40 fantasy points at Tampa. He had 31.2. And I think now that the Steelers lost, Kansas City is playing for the number one seed. Before, even if they won out, it's like if the Steelers go undefeated, you know, they, they don't have that home court or that, that number one bye. But if they win out and the Steelers lose one more, I mean, it's likely one of those two are going to get the number one seed. So I think they're keeping the, ga- the uh, foot on their gas pedal and they're going to put up a lot of points. And they're healthy, which... Most teams aren't at this point in the season, but we're probably going to see a little bit more diversity with our running backs. So I know that Derrick Henry typically owns the month of December. He has been a league winner in the past. Coming off a dud week, does he rebound to his fantasy playoff dominance? Someone like James Robinson has been one of the most consistent backs. And he was an afterthought before Leonard Fournette's cutting. So which running back is going to be the Todd Gurley, the Derrick Henry, that carries you to a championship this year? John, let me hear your pick. I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. Uh, ever since he came back, he's been Bruh, are you serious? Oh, my God. Yeah, steal yours. Yeah, continue, continue. I'll get to him. But, uh, and then you just look at his schedule coming up, the Ravens, who have looked a little shoddy stopping the run with a lot of their injuries and, and COVID problems. And then you have the Giants and the Jets. I just think when you combine how he's looked since he's came back and that schedule, they're going to be ahead in a lot of those games. And they want to just run the ball regardless, even if, you know, regardless of the situation. They're a run-heavy team. I think he's really going to be the number one back. Yeah, great point. And and I'll just get on mine real quick since we're already there. I mean, he missed four games, which obviously you don't love that someone got injured. But the way he's looked after it, you know, kind of saves some tread on the tires for the season. Um, He's had around 20 touches each game since he's been activated. And to be honest, he probably would have had 25 plus had the Browns not been dominating and kind of changing the game script. He's had three touchdowns in his four games. And I know some people are scared about the Ravens, but he posted a 20 for 165 and three touchdown game against them last year. I think Nick Chubb is matchup proof. He's had double-digit fantasy points every game since coming off the um, IR. I think that he is going to be a stud this play, this uh, fantasy playoffs. And if you have him, you have to feel good that he's going to give you RB2 production. I'm not as worried about the Ravens' defense as everyone else is because they have not uh, been that great as of late. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for Ravens slander on this pod. And us living in Maryland, I know it's the minority opinion there. Brad, please tell me you got someone else besides Nick Chubb. I do. I'm going way off the board. I'm going. I'm going with a guy that she could probably get off the waiver wire. Right Jared now. McKinnon. Oh. No, I'm going uh, Peyton Barber. Ooh. 
So Ooh. it looks like Antonio Gibson might have a little dose of, of turf toe. Um, I haven't checked to see what the status of that injury is, but that's what they were saying during the game. And um, if that's the case, the way that the Washington football team has their offense set up is that they pretty much have a guy that will catch out of the backfield and they have a guy that's going to take the carries. And they'll also do like two running back sets as well where they'll have both guys on the field at the same time. So Gibson, before he got hurt, he got 13, 16, and 20 rushes and four, two, and seven targets through the air. All that is going to be gone. J.D. McKissick, he was taking a lot of work from Antonio Gibson earlier this season. But as you saw last game, they want Peyton Barber to fill that that rushing role. And he's also out there on the third downs, you know, when they might dump it off to a running back as well. So I think if you're looking for somebody to replace that kind of value, it can be Peyton Barber. Brad, are you scared of him rushing 14 times for 23 yards against of the course. Steelers? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I will say I like that pick. And, you know, it's it's funny because you could have used him as, as that free agent pickup. I know week 14, they do play the 49ers. I have a bet with my girlfriend who is a Washington football team fan. And the 49ers have a good run defense. So maybe you can get by. I don't know who they play week but 15, week 16. Maybe maybe you make that up on the PPR end. That's the, you kind of, he's got a lot of flexibility there. That's why I like him as a pick. Okay. I like it. That's a solid pick. JL, let me hear yours. You don't have another Peyton Barber, do you? <laughs> Man, I was going to pick Peyton Barber. It was crazy. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, my pick is Aaron Jones. Again, a little bit obvious, but uh, his matchup is insane. His, ma- like his playoff matchups, 14 through 16. First, he's got Detroit week 14, Panthers week 15, Tennessee week, week 16. That is like, that's beautiful. Chef's kiss. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is Aaron Jones is in a contract year. The Packers haven't paid him yet. They might really want to give him a heavier workload down the stretch. I know probably around like week seven to 11, he was getting a little bit of a a lighter workload. I think that they were saving it for later in the season. And once again, we're not saying, you know, these are people that are going to be streamable like Peyton Barber, but kind of just our pick of, you know, looking three or four weeks down the road, did these players actually live up to our expectations? Solid picks, everyone, uh, including Brad. I, <laughs> I really to... like that one, Brad. Yeah, I do. I, I'm, in, I, I'm interested to see if you pick a different one for our free agency. But I can't Ooh. believe I, I almost had it with guessing McKissick as a joke. <laughs> That's <funny. Yeah. laughs> It's a homer pick. It's a homer pick, and Brad does not shy away okay. from this. But next, I want to talk wide receiver, and this is probably one of the more volatile positions because it seems like each week – a different wide receiver is going off. Tyreek Hill and Tyler Lockett have both had 50-plus PPR point games this year. Devontae Adams has had two games with 40-plus PPR points. I mean, that is ridiculous. That is someone that could win you a matchup alone based on that league setting. I know John is anti-PPR. We do play in a standard league, so they won't have that weight um, if you play non-PPR. But looking at past performance, playoff schedule, maybe the corners that they have to face. Brad, do you think there's someone that's going to go off that just is going to eat, 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 and win you that championship? I do. Um, so for me, I think – Please don't take mine. Well, well, one thing that I've noticed over the past couple of weeks is that the Steelers look very, very beatable. Um, they used to dominate 
And now they're just not doing that anymore. And with that, you got Ben Roethlisberger throwing 40 times a game now. So with that, I think I kind of want to keep with that game script. I want to, you know, try to ride that they might be struggling, which means more pass attempts. And you look at somebody who's been the target hog in that offense, and it's actually Deontay Johnson. So the last four games, he's had 11, 16, 13, and 12 targets. To me, that's absurd. I I don't know how he's become that important in that offense. He still has some problems with drops, but he's if you're getting 16 targets, 13 targets a game, like if you catch 65% of those, you're doing a lot of damage, especially in a PPR league. So he's, he's a guy that I, I'd look to target for. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. And that's definitely not, you know, the top one or two tiers of names, not the, you know, DeAndre Hopkins or the DK Metcalfs or you yeah. know, the Devontae Adams. And it's interesting when watching the game yesterday, I think there was a span and the Steelers were up 14 to three where for 15 plays, they did 14 passes in one run. And, you know, mm-hmm. James COVID is still on the, um, or James Conner is still on the COVID list. Anthony McFarland and Benny Snell haven't looked particularly impressive. I don't think this is a team that says we need to have balance. They might have the deepest wide receiver core in the league. And I think they have no problem saying, okay, We'll just throw the ball. And you're right. If Deontay Johnson's getting that volume, that's more opportunities for touchdowns, especially double digits the past four weeks. Great, first, Brad. First off, Eric, I will hear no former Terrapin Anthony McFarland slander on this podcast. This is a pro <laughs> Terrapin. He looked good. He looked good. <laughs> he had like three for nine yesterday, which was better than Benny Snell, who had like eight for four. But you can't, you can't get excited about either one of them. And, and this whole time we thought James Conner was the problem. JL, I want to go with you. Um, are you going Deontay Johnson? Or are you going a former Clemson player, maybe showing a little bias? You know, I thought about T. Higgins. Ooh, I, oh, I like was pretty pretty close to going uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, but I'm going to go Keenan Allen. Oh, my gosh. You're <laughs> you serious. You guys just want the rest of my notes? Like, I'm sorry. Continue, continue. I'm sorry. I'm very glad I went Keenan Allen now. He has got a good, pretty good matchup in the playoffs. It's only if he won his 16 in Denver, but if he can get you to that championship, I'm not that worried about Denver secondary. Uh, he has been ridiculously consistent all season. Uh, anyone who drafted him got immense value. Um, and so Atlanta, Raiders, Denver, that is, that is a really nice um, lineup to bolster your chances to get to that championship, get through those first two rounds of the playoffs. All right, well, uh, JL did steal my player. He didn't steal all of my notes. In the seven games the Chargers have had since the bye, Keenan Allen is averaging uh, close to 12 targets a game. He's had double-digit targets in every game except for one, and the one he didn't, it was seven. So he's still getting a healthy target share. Um, he did. Met, JL did mention the Broncos. A.J. Boye actually got suspended for PEDs today. Um, and Bryce Callahan has not been 100%. I think he might have been on the COVID list at 1.2. Um, and I think Anthony Anthony Lynn is going to want to save his job. I know he's on the hot seat right now. I think if the Chargers win their last four and look really impressive, maybe besides Eric Bieniemy, I don't see any really big-name coaches out there this year. So I think Greg he's Williams. Gonna... Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Jeff Fisher, too. But – I, I think Anthony Lynn knows that the offense is most effective when the ball's in Justin Herbert's hands, and Justin Herbert Yo, loves Keenan Allen. Did you guys, so, did you guys hear that Bill Cowher might be coming back? I did not. 
Well, all right. Well, that's that's another person. That's I, I saw he wanted the Jets job. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, but what I was saying, by transitive property of Anthony Lynn wanting Justin Herbert to throw, Justin Herbert throws to Keenan Allen. That means Anthony Lynn is going to have Keenan Allen fed targets. Transitive property never fails. So roll with Keenan Allen. John, who is your guy? Well, you're talking transitive property. I said Russell Wilson was going to be the QB then you got to go with DK Metcalf, the wide receiver. Uh, if I think Russell Wilson's going to go back to his beginning of season form, then it only makes sense that DK Metcalf is going to be getting all the yards and touchdowns. And then just for fun to uh, annoy you guys, I'm going to do a Homer pick for that as well. I Henry do think Ruggs. this is Henry Ruggs's moment. Unleash him. He had as rough of a start he had against the jets. He redeemed himself. And he looked very happy at the end weights off his shoulders i think now he's just he's going to be playing free john uh, i'm surprised you didn't say it was going to be zay jones week no i i kind of got off that train he's he's only got like 12 catches (laughs) (laughs) only 12 catches isn't bad I, i like that uh your allegiance has then swayed to henry ruggs and john does have a henry ruggs raider jersey he ordered it prior to the season so he's not a bandwagon well, if you have a jersey of someone, it's official that you're a fan. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. But those are players that are all rostered besides Peyton Barber. I want to transition to a free agent. So I know that this is going to be a popular pick on a lot of waiver wire columns because someone like Ty Johnson was owned in 0.3% of the ESPN leagues prior to this week. He did have 100 scrimmage yards on 22 carries, I believe. So if Frank Gore misses this week because of the concussion, he automatically becomes a popular ad and maybe a viable flex option. But is there anyone else who that might be a sneaky play that you could plug into your flex? Uh, JL, uh, I know that you do a lot of research on this. Give me a sneaky name, somebody that you're maybe looking to get. I don't know how sneaky it is, but Kiki Kuti has, uh, has definitely – uh, shown himself to be a valuable asset. And like we mentioned at the top of the show, Will Fuller's being suspended uh, means he's not going to be available for your for your playoffs. Um, I think, and I firmly believe in what Brad said, Sean Watson's going to get his. One way or another, he's going to find a way to provide value, to get fantasy points, and to make things happen in that game. So uh, Kiki QT was very hyped. I know a lot of people forgot that in the last year or so, but he was very highly touted coming into the league. Uh, a lot of people thought he was going to be uh, a very valuable um, player for the for the Texans, and uh, I think that now is his opportunity. If he's going to show it, it's now. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Will Fuller isn't coming back. Brandon Cooks has a history of concussions, and I certainly bet that he on, doesn't want to get rushed back. On that Brandon Cooks thing, they, they should just sit him in a dark room for a while because I think that's like <laughs> confirmed concussion number six with God knows how many. I can't watch him get knocked out again. Like how many – yeah, I feel like I've watched crazy. him get knocked out so many times on TV that it yeah, like hurts. It, it's – you know, for him and Jordan Reed, those are people you just like, come on, you've yeah. made your billions, just hang it up. Brad, I do have a quick question. Is Kiki QT handsome? You know what? His, his face isn't popping up in my head right now, but with a name like QT, I mean, come on. You got to be. All right. Well, he has the Brad seal of approval of attractiveness. John, let me hear your <laughs> waiver wire pickup. I hope it's not mine, but I'm kind of banking that it might be. I don't think it is. Um, I have Greg Ward. I don't think he's in a ton of leagues, but when Jalen Hurts – 
uh, took the field. He actually led in targets from Hurt, so I don't think he's necessarily somebody who you start next week. But as sort of the chemistry develops and Hurts gets more comfortable and doesn't have a very rough matchup, um, then then it's something where, you know, if you get through your first week of the playoffs, then, you know, it could end up being a championship guy. Yeah, I like that. It's funny because he was the only healthy option for the Eagles last year going into the playoffs. And, I mean, they have depth, but nobody can stay healthy. Alshon, Deshaun Jackson – uh, Jalen Rager has been healthy. He wasn't on the team last year, but Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard have both been on the IR at some point this year. So, you know, opportunity is as big a thing as anything in fantasy football. Brad, is Peyton Barber your free agent, or was there another one you wanted to pick up? Maybe a skip? I got another one for you guys. Okay, let me hear it. I'm all ears, baby. All right, this one I'm super excited about, and you're going you're gonna to see it tonight even. I'm putting on my, my Brad Stradamus. I got my crystal ball out right now. Luke Wilson is going to be the starting tight end for the Ravens now. So basically, uh, what's his name? Mark Andrews got COVID-19, and he also has diabetes as well. So we don't know how that's going to react with him. We don't know if they're going to want to limit his snaps. Whoever is the starting tight end right now is probably going to be at least – they're going to at least get their fair share of snaps going forward for the rest of the year especially since the Ravens have had their success running two tight end sets last year. So I think um, Lamar Jackson loves to go to his tight end. He's not big on throwing outside and throwing deep, so he's in the tight end for under routes or deep slants or something like that. I think he's going to get a lot of targets his way, and he's rafted in like 1% of leagues. So I think he's a great pickup that could really win you some games. I like that. And obviously, you don't wish upon injury or illness of, of everyone, but it seems to – hit the Ravens tight end position. Nick Boyle is out for the year with an injury. And, you know, Mark yeah. Andrews, you said diabetic and, and COVID-19, you know, football shouldn't be the most important priority as health should be. And who knows, especially with the Ravens playing on a short turnaround, if, yep. if that he, he feels okay enough to play. So great pick with that. And for me, you know, like I said, the Ty Johnsons, you know, those are all going to be names. But for me, it's Cordero Patterson. And he Ooh. is – he is wide receiver and running back eligible. So literally the definition of a flex play. He is owned in 4.3% of the SPN leagues. He has double-digit touches in two of his past three games. And they have him rushing the ball. He had 10 carries last game. They have him catching the ball. They even have him doing return games. So the one game where he didn't get 10 or 10 touches, he got a punt return touchdown. So he's somebody that I think – the Bears, they have three people touch the ball. They have Allen Robinson, they have David Montgomery, and they have Cordero Patterson. And they probably make up like 85% of their offensive touches. So, you know, once again, is he going to win you a league? No, but I think he could be someone that gives you a solid 8 to 10 points, um, which is viable for a flex option. Eric, I should have known you would choose Cordell Patterson because you always love players whose upside is based solely on fluky plays like punt return <laughs> touchdowns or jet sweep touchdowns with Robert Woods. That, that is like right in your wheelhouse. I mean, is it fluky that he's had 10 plus touches in two out of the last three games? No, but just I, as soon as he said, oh, and he had a punt return touchdown once. It's, it's, more, <laughs> it's more opportunity to score. That is what fantasy football is. It's about opportunity. He's right. He's right. And in his defense, Robert Woods has had a lot of jet sweeps. Yeah. So, so me and John made a bet. 
because I said Robert Woods has some rushing upside and he got a rushing touchdown week two. And John said he's not having another one the end of the season. And like four weeks ago, Robert Woods got another rushing touchdown. And but I was, has he had another one? No. But, <laughs> I'm just moving the goalposts now. Yeah, hey, hey, there's there's four, third one, Eric. There's, there's, there's four weeks left in the season. I would be happy to maybe make another bet. We can talk about it off air. But <laughs> I'm just saying that that provides more opportunity to score. So the last thing I want to talk about is a bold prediction. So this is the, still the NFL regular season for these teams, and many are fighting for playoff contention. So do you have a bold prediction for any player, any team, any fantasy stat that you're willing to write your name on and set it in stone? Uh, John, I want to talk with, or I want to touch base with you on this first because it's probably I, Raiders related. I mean, I was trying to avoid that because one, I don't think it's that bold that the Raiders make the playoffs. They're only one game out and they play two of the teams. So it's really not that bold. I was going to say, I think the Giants win their playoff matchup. Okay. I, can I think see they that. win the division and they win their playoff matchup. All right. So you double down on Giants winning division, Giants winning playoff matchup. Do you want to triple down and say who they're going to face? No, because I, I, I'd probably just get it like completely wrong with what, what like the seating's going to be. Oh, you didn't want to go for third time's the charm. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> All right, Brad. No, give me a second to look up playoff seedings. Give me two seconds and I'll All right, I'll come back to you on that. Brad, you're always full of bold takes and predictions. That's how you've earned the Brad Stradamus nickname. So give me another one that's worth that's worrying in your head. I'm gonna say the Eagles. Are you ready for this? The Eagles are gonna represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this year. Ooh. Wow. I'm telling NFC you, beast right now. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, it's the Jalen Hurts magic. There's no way, there's no way that they don't, he doesn't provide a spark with all the the assets they have on that offense between Miles Sanders, between Travis Fulgham, between uh, Rager. Like, they just have a lot of firepower, and I think you saw with him coming in, they're going to be able to move the ball. And I think if they can win that division, it's kind of just whoever's hottest in the playoffs. and. I really like their chances. They have to win the division first, but I think they can do that. Wow. I mean, Brad, if they win or if they represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, I'm going to build you a shrine and worship it. That is how serious I am. They're on a losing streak. They are a couple games out of the division lead. I think they have a tough remaining schedule. I just want to look at it real quick. They're playing at home versus the Saints, at the Cardinals. Uh, at Cowboys and at home versus the Washington football team. So pretty tough schedule, but if if they win, then you are really Brad Stradamus. All right, uh, John, who did the Giants beat uh, in the first round? They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was expecting you to say that. I was expecting you to say that. All right, well, those are a couple bold predictions. And maybe JL has something for another team in the NFC East. I don't know. 100%. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Washington football team makes it to the NFC Championship wow. and loses. <laughs> wow. What is with you guys NFC teams in the cold? So I I think, Eric, now you have to take the yeah, Cowboys. Right. All right. Well, before bold. I get to that, because I can't make a bold prediction for the Cowboys, I guess maybe they don't re-sign Dak. JL, who did, this team, who did, the, who did the Washington football team lose to in the NFC Championship? They lose to 
the Saints. Okay, the, the popular, if that's possible. I think it is, but I'm not sure. So for me, um, I this this is more of a player, and you might think it's bold, but uh, or you might not think it's bold, but I'll, I'll kind of have my stats to to pad it up. I think despite a welcoming playoff schedule, Lamar Lamar Jackson finishes outside the top ten QB position from weeks 14 to 16. So to put it in context, now he's currently 10th in points per game on average for quarterback. He's ninth if you take Dak out. Um, and he has Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants. And, you know, looks like good matchups on paper. But I think losing Marshall Yonda and Ronnie Stanley really hurts. I think him sitting out a game for COVID, I think, really hurts his rhythm. You mentioned Mark Andrews is out. I mean, this is someone that a lot of people took as the number one quarterback with, you know, their second, third round, even maybe first round pick. And to say that he's not going to give you a top 10 uh, value in the most important games of the season with a favorable schedule. I mean, I don't think that's that's crazy outlandish, but if you told someone that at the beginning of the season, I think they say that, what drugs are you on and where can I score them? And I don't want to speculate, so I'm going to go ahead and speculate. But Adam <laughs> Schefter had a spooky tweet where he was he started said, oh, we don't know how much Lamar is going to play. It will be an interesting thing to watch. You know, a lot of people haven't been able to come back uh, you know, fully right away. And it makes me wonder, is somebody telling Adam Schefter that or not? Yeah. And, I mean, and Des Bryant, breaking news, tested positive for COVID-19. He's pulled from warm-ups. Wow. <laughs> and, and so, so he's I mean, warming up, tested positive, and they're just, go ahead, play the game. Yeah. I mean, no problem at all. It, it's not like the disease can spread or anything, right? I mean, it, <laughs> it's crazy because COVID affects everyone differently. And when somebody actually has it, you know, some players, you know, take their symptoms or longer. And, you know, obviously Lamar Jackson's health is first and foremost. But assuming he does play, I don't think you, you can have the confidence starting him. I mean, you probably do because your options aren't better. But we'll see. I don't feel nearly as confident. But we are going to transition now to our question of the week. And new sponsor alert. New sponsor alert. We are sponsored by Shady Rays. So, fellas, don't you hate when someone walks in the room and their swag is so bright they blind you and you're not prepared? Well, the boys at Shady Ray have got you covered. Never risk your eyes' health again. I know we're coming up on winter, but spring will come again. Eventually, we'll get over the Rona. And don't you want to be looking fly? They are quality and affordable. If you don't believe me, if they get scratched, broken, dented, or a QB's pass is so inaccurate that he hits you and you're one of the lucky fans to be in the stands, they will replace them for you. Every order placed by Shady Rays, or every order placed, Shady Rays will donate 10 meals to Feeding America. They've donated 13 million so far. That's more than Lamar Jackson is getting paid in his contract. Probably not endorsements, though. Get 25% off with the code triple play at ShadyRays.com. This applies to anything besides the RX series. Get your bros, girlfriends, dogs, enemies, whoever a pair of Shady Rays. This winter, we know that you will likely do wet elephant gifts. They are the perfect gifts. Everyone can use sunglasses. So our question of the week, as mentioned earlier, what superstitions, if you have, if any, do you do before the fantasy football playoffs? 
So JL, you are the guest. I want to start with you. Anything uh, fun and spontaneous you do? No real big superstition. Sometimes I like to uh, intimidate my opponent by just taking everyone out of my lineup. <laughs> I'm not really sure if that's intimidating at all. Or I, just I actually really stupid, like that. <laughs> I just like to throw them off, you know, make them try and guess who I'm going to play. And then at the last minute, I go ahead and play. Like they can't look at the projections. Yeah, they can't look at the projections. They can't try and like strategize around your team. Uh, but there is a downside. If you forget to set your lineup, <laughs> It will not work. So keep that in mind. <laughs> wow. That is that is a great answer. And to be honest, I don't know how any of us are going to stop it. And I might try that superstition this year. That is great. John, I'm sorry you have to follow that, but is there any superstition you have? Um, it's whatever's been working for me as of the most recent game, if I just noticed something happened. So like for the first few weeks, I was eating Chipotle, a Chipotle burrito because they lost when I had a bowl. So I switched to burrito and then they won a couple games and then they lost. So I switched. I've noticed if I don't drink water during the games, not a sip, I do well. So I've been keeping that going for a little while. I change, change my outfits a lot. Um, so most likely this week I'll be wearing sweatpants and a hoodie because that's what I wore for the Jets game. Wow. You're dehydrated for your team to do well. I mean, I guess to avoid punishment, I understand doing whatever necessary for those seven hours to avoid losing. Um, but, but good, good superstition. Also, for for just the Chiefs game of the first Raiders Chiefs game a while ago, I was watching it screen and screen with the Pats, and um, when the Raiders were on defense, I had them in the small screen and it was working. And when they switched to offense, I put them in the big screen. Okay, I'm there, Brad. Any uh, superstitions you have? My superstition is that they can't play well if I don't watch them. So I have to be sitting down watching each game. If if it's not directly on Red Zone, I'm looking on you know the ESPN app, checking scores. I got to be checking in on them. That's good. That's good. And maybe I should adopt some of these. I wish I had something that was good luck and not to try to like subtle brag. I have been in our home league. Three out of the past four years, I've been the top scorer. And then week 14, my team just puts up a dud and I lose. And um, it, it's something where it's so frustrating, where it's like, you know, literally your team has to go one and oh. I get Chipotle. I try to do everything that I do during the regular season. Maybe I need to change clothes. Maybe I need to set my players out. Um, I, I kind of, I have, I get Chipotle, but it hasn't worked. So I'm going to try everything you guys say. And New sponsor alert, Chipotle? I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Chipotle, help me out, please. Just for three weeks in a row, just do it. And then the rest of the year, I, I won't get you. Um, but good discussion, and hopefully these superstitions, if you're listening to them, will help you win your league. But now we transition to our game of the week. And... We have Johnny Foosball hosting. John, what are we playing? Um, it's my favorite game. It is philosopher quotes or football coach quotes. And I love doing it. You guys have never really uh, cracked the code. Sometimes you overthink yourselves and try and guess if I'll do coaches twice in a row and then a philosopher. So just go with your heart this time, okay? 
I'm, I'm looking for the answer in my uh, Chipotle burrito bowl. I'm hoping <laughs> right on the bag. I don't know what they write on the bag. For the record, I think I got eight out of ten the first time we played, and then I had a pooper the second time. <laughs> so it'll just be round robin. I'll start with Eric. Then I'll start with JL and Brad. We'll just go round and round we go. Keep track of your own score because I am not your mother. The first one we have, if you are afraid of confrontation, you are not going to do very well. I'm going to say that's a football coach and Jimmy Johnson. JL? We have to guess the actual coach. You get an extra point if you guess the coach and or philosopher. Okay, I'm going to say Coach and uh, John Gruden. I'm going to say Coach, and I'm going to go Tomlin. That's a hot start for all of you. That is Bill Parcells. Okay, all right. That makes sense. The next one we've got here, you can discover more about a person in an hour of play than in a year of conversation. JL? I think this is trickery. I want to say coach, but I think you're tricking us because of the play. The, that key word there is, is what gives me uh, insight. I'm going to say philosopher. It's not the thing. I'm going to say philosopher, and I'm going to go with Rene Descartes. Ooh, look at you. Bradley I'm going to go coach who would want to learn about their players Uh, I'm going to go coach Belichick I, I, I think the same thing to JL and for me it was the hour because that's how long the actual gameplay for a football game is so I'm going to say philosopher I'm going to say Aristotle that's Plato. Yeah, wow. You guys uh, oh, you guys wow. tricked yourselves into the correct answer on that. I one. almost said Plato. <laughs> I was between Aristotle and Plato. <laughs> I just wanted you guys to think I was cool and throw out like a lesser known philosopher. You got me. Oh, Plato was too basic. Hey, JL, you get brownie points. They don't count in the game, but I'm impressed. <laughs> yes. Uh, the next one is no man's knowledge can go beyond his experience. Mm, Brad. This is me. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go philosopher Aristotle. Eric, uh, isn't it JL? No, it's you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go coach, and I'm gonna go Don Shula. Now it's JL. I'm going to go philosopher and I'm going to go, I'm going to go Confucius. It's John Locke, philosopher. Oh, Dale's killing it right now. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is not an act, but a habit. We'll start with you, Eric. Philosopher. And I want to say Plato. JL? I'm going to go philosopher as well. 
and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Nietzsche. I'm gonna go coach. And I feel like I heard this recently. Um, I'm gonna go Saban. Well, Brad, it's definitely a philosopher. I just couldn't think of the one it is. You are so wrong. It, it is Aristotle. I'm sure that coaches have oh. butchered saying this, but oh, gosh. <laughs> it is Aristotle. Oh, gosh. I did, I have mixed up him and Plato on the two. Mm. Uh, failures are expected by losers, ignored by winners. JL. Failures are accepted by Oh, I like that one. Say it again. This is a really good one. Failures are expected by losers, ignored by winners. I'm going to say coach, and I'm going to say I'm gonna say Mike Tomlin. I'm going to go coach. I'm going to say Mike Ditka. Out of order, Eric, but now it's your oh, turn. God. <laughs> I'm going to go coach, and I'm going to say who's that? Who's a coach that would say that after a loss? Uh, I'm going to go Gruden. It's uh, Joey Gibbs, NASCAR owner and wow. professional football coach. Can you believe that actually popped into my head, but I didn't say it? <laughs> Joe Gibbs, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I was uh, thinking more of Turner, too. <laughs> try not to do too many things at once. Know what you want. The number one thing today and tomorrow persevere and get it done. Excuse me. Yeah, I go Eric screwed up my order, so yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um I'm gonna go coach Belichick. John, can you repeat it one more time? Try not to do too many things at once. Know what you want. The number one thing today and tomorrow, persevere and get it done. God, that does sound a Belichick quote from the guy that always says, do your job. Um, I'm going to go coach, and I'm going to go Vince Lombardi. I think I'm going I'm to go against the grain here. I'm going to go philosopher and David Hume. Uh, this is George Allen, football coach. Dang, mm. All right, JL, you and I are tied at five, baby. <laughs> Life must be understood backwards, but it must be lived forward. Eric. Um, I am going to go philosopher, and I'm going to go Confucius. JL. I'm going philosopher, but I am going uh, Lao Tzu. Brad. Look at you, Jail. <laughs> I know go, he's, he's been all these days. Yeah, I took intro to philosophy in college. Yeah. I was about to say, is that the major <laughs> or something? All right. <laughs> I'm going to go um, coach. That sounds like Mike Leach. This is Soren Kierkegaard. Mm. Philosopher. I, don't know if that's, I was about to say, I don't know if that's a coach yeah, or a not, philosopher. He's not a Swedish football coach. He's Swedish football <laughs> <laughs> Leadership is a matter of having people look at you and gain confidence. If you're in control, they're in control. JL. I'm going to go coach, and I'm going to – we haven't had a Belichick one, right? Like, I know people have guessed it, but there haven't been a – Nope. Okay, I'm going to go Belichick. 
Is it my turn? No, it's Brad's turn. What? You must have a different order on your stream yard than I do. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do. Well, Brad was taking his time. I was like, okay. I was, yeah, I was lost in thought. Um, I'm going to go coach. And I'm going to go Andy Reid. I'm going coach as well. And uh, I'm going Lombardi again. He had so many good quotes. I, I think you got to use him once, John. This is Tom Landry, who has a middle school ah. named after him in King of the Hill. Uh, the next one. Wait, is that a, is that a philosopher though? <laughs> well, they're modern day. I don't know why we are here, but I'm pretty sure it is not in order to enjoy ourselves. Brad, I'm gonna go philosopher Nietzsche. I'm gonna go philosopher, and I'm going Gandhi because you've used him before. Pretty sure. Like that sounds like a very depressed Gandhi. <laughs> I feel like it's at the, I feel like it's at the end of his life where he's like reflecting. <laughs> life Jeez. is not about being happy. Uh, I'm gonna go philosopher. I'm gonna go uh, Kant. Emmanuel that Kant is Ludwig Wittgenstein, who's Dang a philosopher. Man. And I really thought that was gonna get you. Like that was gonna be like a a Belichick quote where they're like, "Well, did you like? Did, <laughs> were you offended by the end zone celebration?" He goes, "Well, I don't know what we're doing here, but it's not who enjoy ourselves." Uh, Look at you. That's a pretty good impression. <laughs> and the last one, uh, if you do not change direction, you may end up where you're heading. Eric. All right, well, JL and I are tied at seven. JL, I mean, are you going to pick the one that I'm picking? or No. Don't try, don't try and get answers out of me. You guys can also guess the philosopher, so that's how you one-up each other. That's true. John, can you repeat it one more time? If you do not change direction, you may end up where you're heading. Well, you just told us it was a philosopher. <laughs> all right well philosopher confucius <laughs> Damn. would that have gotten either of you i was gonna say philosopher i'll do okay. coach <laughs> now i guess we're all just guessing philosophers right jr who's the philosopher name that philosopher I feel like John's trying to trick me. This is actually a coach. Uh, say it one more time. If you do not change direction, you may end up where you're heading. That sounds like Confucius. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go philosopher Confucius. You're locking in the same answer as me. Oh shoot! I mean, I gotta... Shoot! You're really butchered you. question number 10 here, guys. Wait, 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 wait. You're, the you're the one that says, oh, don't get in my head. You are in mine. <laughs> I wasn't even listening to you. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll go, I'll go Lao Tzu again. I'll go uh, philosopher Confucius. And the winner, by guessing the correct philosopher, with a little bit of help from me, is JL that was Lao Tzu? Yeah, wow. You guys wow. I always include a Lao Tzu quote uh, in every single iteration of this, and we hadn't gotten one yet. So JL's an avid listener. Yeah, <laughs> man. Fifteen seconds of FaceTime. Yeah, go ahead. It's yours. You deserve to win that game. Wow. Oh man, I'd like to thank you guys. It's been wonderful being on the show. Uh, I'd like to thank my mom. She's a wonderful woman. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, what what a way to end the game, and maybe I shouldn't have said for you to change your answer so we could <laughs> share the tie or something. 
But JL, it was a pleasure having you on. Uh, for those that are on Twitter, you can follow him at FYF John Luke. He also does fantasy game shows every weekday at 3 p.m., right, JL? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, or Twitter, Front Yard Fantasy. Uh, we do like a, a fantasy football game show where we take like, you know, game shows that popular game shows and adapt them for fantasy. And we, uh, you know, for an hour every, every weekday, we just play, be competitive and have fun. Just like this, uh, you know, the game that we just played. This is really fun. I'm going to steal this for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice little lunch break thing. Uh, speaking from someone that's been on there once it's, it's nice to see how much fantasy football knowledge, you know, when, you know, you don't have the stats in front of you. Uh, we appreciate everyone listening. Good luck in the first week of your fantasy playoffs. If you got a buy, congratulations. That's well-deserved. We will be back next week and hopefully we have more happy listeners then sad. Until then, stay safe, wear a mask, and ciao.